0: Joey, you want to do the intro this time? No. <laughs> you should. I want, hear, I want to hear what you got.
1: I got nothing because I'm like completely unprepared. Oh, I mean, if you were like, "Hey, Joe, I want you to do the intro," I'd be like, "All right, let me prepare something."
0: I didn't have anything prepared. I never prepare. Jesus Christ, people!
1: <laughs> Let's do it as like one of us starts, and then the other one has to like we each say one word, and that's how we do the intro.
0: Welcome. Two three two one lay on a
1: podcast
0: from next
1: level nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you gotta start over.
0: <laughs> Take two. Welcome to three two one lay on podcast about live action role-playing our usual crew is here myself ashton ruby myself evan ruby and some guy named joe some guy named joe my favorite guy named joe (laughs) how are you guys doing today i never ask so
1: yeah (laughs) thanks for caring
0: usually we got a guest waiting and i don't want him to feel awkward so
1: (laughs) doing good man it's the end of the day it's winding down yeah drinking a beer
0: it's a good way to end the day I was drinking beer midday, and I regret it. So, do you want to <laughs> talk I to about? A, it? a nap.
1: No regrets.
0: <laughs> so, it's been two weeks since you guys larped, right? Yeah. And it'll yes. be about two more weeks till you get the larp again, right?
1: Hopefully. <laughs> you don't know what I
0: do in my free time. <laughs> Hopefully, you're not going to go to the June event.
1: Evan's like Tinder's a larp. <laughs> Where I pretend to be interested in
0: people. Yeah. (laughs) Sure, right. Or pretend to be interesting. (laughs) Either way. But anyway, so I went to a new LARP last weekend. As you two know. Yeah. Yeah, we want to hear all about it. It It's fun.
1: That's an amazing summary. Oh, my God. I can't wait to go. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) kidding.
0: I'm sold. Time me up. I got to go out to Runes of Destiny. Uh, We had them on the show a while back. Uh, Levi and Armand talked to us about their game that Levi had created. It's either been running six years or this is their seventh season, something like that. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was, well, the way I described it to my wife was it was different than any other LARP I'd been to in all the good ways or in a lot of positive ways. Aye. <laughs> yeah.
1: Controversy, you're here.
0: <laughs> and I don't mean that uh, it was way better in every way than other LARPs, it's just the ways that are different. I kind of found to be a positive experience but he does seem to kind of have a unique or curated maybe kind of game in a lot of ways um so it is in cambridge new york it's about an hour north-ish of albany i believe so it was actually closer to me than my regular game which is kind of nice uh and they just do one day events and they are located on uh his property actually So that kind of affords him a nice situation to be able to use the area however he wants and he can build. Uh, I mean, the town is basically a permanent structure, you know, well, settlement, I guess. Uh, So they have kind of a tavern area with a little courtyard, a blacksmith and like fake walls that he built, which is pretty cool. And then behind all that is kind of the NPC shed cast area. Uh, And he was even starting to build these like um, pallet houses. They were just out of like pallets and uh plastic tarps <laughs> for roofs that uh the players could actually buy or rent if they wanted. It is like a post apocalyptic Right, yeah, it's um post apocalyptic cyberpunk sci fi I think is what he called it. Um but there is a lot of kind of medievalish things blended in. Uh especially there's like different factions and kingdoms and whatnot. Uh, and so one of the ones that was kind of active this game, kind of based on a uh, medievalish Tolkien dwarven mining culture, I mean, they were humans, but they were kind of, they wore armor and uh, mining and crystals was kind of their thing. One of the biggest threats was, like, raiders, you know, kind of Borderlands, Fallout-ish style raiders. Uh, those are fun to play. And he even kind of told us, like, they're sort of the comic relief, you know, like they're kind of they're not totally uncivilized but a little bit and they're dumb but they're cunning uh, but you know they can talk and so that was kind of fun to role play as
1: so did you play the game or did you just npc
0: yeah i was just uh npc full-time the way he does it is you either are cast or a player um, which i don't know if other games do that Uh, i I know a lot of games have people who only staff or you know always npc you know since i might be the only game ever get to make it to Um, was just going to cast and uh, it sounded like he was at first worried about there not being enough cast um, to run the game so I was kind of going to help him out Uh, but there were at least three other guys who that was their first time playing too who came on to cast
1: nice it's
0: a much younger crowd like uh, there's Levi who's in his upper mid 30s I think and then myself who's 33 And then, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure there was at least a 10-year gap between the next person. (laughs) So a lot of college-age kids and a couple of high school kids and even like one junior high kid at least. And I think that a lot, if not maybe all of them besides Levi, is probably the only LARP they'd ever played. Hmm. So he kind of has this thing where he's kind of got these players and cast to know his game really well and play the way he's decided to run the game. So that was also, I think, what kind of made it different, like... Dance puppets,
1: dance. <laughs> they're, they're, they don't have anything, yeah, they don't have anything to compare to, so it's Yeah,
0: like... yeah, I definitely had people asking me, like, oh, is this different than your game? And I kind of tried to describe what was different. But yeah, that's, that's kind of why I said curated earlier, because, you know, he created the game for a specific kind of reason, a specific kind of audience, gamer, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, we talked to him before, he had mentioned, like, there were things he didn't particularly like about larp so he you know changed that or adjusted it once he you know had his own game so they were noticeable to me uh at least even though you know i've only played two games pretty regularly and i played a nero game once or twice um but that they've all been pretty similar play styles it was a uh, one of your complaints at one point that there are uh, a lot of different larping backgrounds at our game and that causes a lot of differences and opinions on how things work or should work. So when like a skill is called or used that, you know, some people think it should be one way and other people think it's another way. So if you have a group that has never done anything else, you totally eliminate that problem. Yeah. And he definitely, uh, communication a little different too. Like it's seemed like much more open communication kind of with everybody. Like beforehand, I kind of missed him talking to the players because we were like getting set up uh, and we had all as a cast kind of talked before, but he was giving a big speech to people right before the game played, probably just going over like safety stuff and whatnot. But at the end, he was kind of like going over some things that had happened that, I don't know, you might consider like kind of metagaming or at least kind of like, I would never see that in a LARP basically saying like, hey, the thing we just ran, don't read too much into that because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we just kind of came over that on the spot to fill some time and have some fun and reward you guys for sticking it out through the weather. So don't think that's like heralding <laughs> anything else in upcoming games, you know. Like he was just very open about like, hey, this is what's going on. And then he was like, does anybody have questions about anything that happened in the game? Like, And so, oh, like, wow. yeah, like I was like, I mean, in a way, it's kind of cool. Like if that's the kind of game you want to run, that's cool.
1: It kind of seems more like freeform, like D&D style. Yeah. Where- sure, yeah. You can pop out a game and ask questions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't notice that kind of stuff going on during the game. Like, nobody was like, oh, should I trust this guy? Or, oh, is this going to mean something later? Like, it wasn't that. It was more like, hey, just so you guys know, this is what was kind of going on. I wonder if that's due to their time constraint of only playing one day. Like, we only have so much time, so let's focus on what you should be focused on. (laughs) Sure, yeah. But they definitely have a lot of freedom um, because he uh, and so again it's also a smaller group um i don't know the exact number but i want to say it was probably around maybe 30 about a plus or minus a dozen on each side cast and player maybe maybe a little bit more players anyway he has a smaller group so he's able to kind of curate it more and um, direct it more you know what i mean so he kind of knows like these people want to do these things and they're interested in this and this is going on with their characters you know so it's kind of probably a lot more work to be able to tailor it so well and it would be really hard with a lot bigger group but like i said for what he's doing what he's kind of made it i think it's working well i don't know i feel our staff does a good job of doing that as well yeah you know i know a number of people that have fairly specific stories and their character has worked towards that goal and that happens in game because they've worked towards that goal sure he did tell a story about he had written a module or plot for a guy that had played, like, since the beginning. And he had gotten to the highest level. And he was, like, a ranger or something. And so he wrote this specific, like, ranger quest with this, all these people from his backstory he had written. Uh, and then the kid did something weird. I didn't know what was going on, but he had this, like, little thing you're supposed to crawl through that was full of, um, like, a fog machine. And for whatever reason, the kid just kind of hid in there for a long time with all this smoke pumping into it. We're like 15 minutes, so he walked out like super dazed and like a massive headache, and he like couldn't concentrate and kind of like messed up the rest of the plot because he couldn't like focus and didn't know what was going on. So he was like, I'm never writing anything for one player ever again. (laughs) Maybe just not use a fog machine in an enclosed area again. Maybe. Well, it was like he was just supposed to crawl through it or something like, you know, he was like a ranger. So he's supposed to be like tracking and scouting or sneaking through this thing or something. (laughs) One of the biggest differences I noticed was like things were just constantly going. And this, again, is kind of the advantage of a smaller group and having the property to do with whatever you want. He could kind of just send out these like little small bands of NPCs um to kind of like say hey go here and then kind of wander around and see if anybody, you know, encounters you or whatever. He would send out different factions and if those factions met up, you know, the cast might actually interact and fight because they're kind of opposed. Ideally the players pick up on what's going on and they at least see it or interact also, you know. Um but he was it was kind of like he gave the cast a lot of liberty like once he kind of gave them a direction. You know, he kind of trusted some of the head cast People that he had and other players who'd been playing for a while to say, hey, dress up like this and go out and do this, you know. And they just had like a loot box that was like, you know, he gives out experience points and like copper and stuff. He's like, you know, grab some copper and experience and hand it out if people interact with you or fight you or whatever. So that was kind of neat. And it allowed for like a lot of stuff going on at once. Like there was never really any downtime. And in the one time, like I had just gotten back and I was kind of talking to some kid and he had come back from something Levi he's like, all right, we got three cast members standing here, not doing anything. What can we do? Let's send something out. You know, he was like, that was just kind of maybe his personality. He was very like, let's keep people engaged. Let's have stuff for people to do, you know, like never a dull moment. And we only slowed down like because of the weather because it was raining really hard. Yeah. So it was definitely kind of different in that way. Like he had said at one point that he packs as much into the one day, you know, 11, 12 hours or whatever. As a lot of games do in a whole weekend, you know, it was still a lot of fun and uh, a good experience for people. I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting because, like, I feel like when we're running uh, like a full weekend, sometimes maybe because like it's an older, an older crowd too, that we're like wary to like give them time till the next thing, like time to like role play and <clears throat> and interact with each other, and not just like the things that we send out, mm-hmm. you know, for better or worse not really sure like i think most of the feedback from that has been pretty positive so i know when we first did our alpha like we were like
0: bam 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 bam
1: bam and somebody complained (laughs) sure (laughs) sure. there's too much to do (laughs) but like i mean i guess i can like understand it you know because you want to like we just did this thing like now i want to like role play and talk about this with other players and it's like nope you can't do that there's something else coming in I guess what you're saying, like, is he can tailor make the plot lines and and the mods for specific people. So, like, he can send something out and know that, like, these three people who are interested in that are going to see that and go for it. Mm -hmm. And then he can send something else out to tailor towards another group of people. Sure. Whereas, like, ours is, like, I think we're, like, big group oriented. So even though we, we do little things that tailor to... A group of players or individuals like everybody likes to go and and see and, and try and participate and help, which is,
0: you know, mm-hmm.
1: it's just the game, I guess. It's just the, the players that we have.
0: Yeah. And I don't even know if it's that specific um, or intentional. He's just kind of throwing a lot out there. And, you know, I only had my perspective. So I only saw obviously what I was doing. And I got the sense that it wasn't really a typical game, mostly because of the weather, you know, and it was like the first game of their season. So yeah, it was kind of like, I think the players probably would have come out more and explored a little more and ventured out a little more if it wasn't, you know, really crappy weather. Uh, it didn't bother me at all. Like, once once I'm wet, I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Let's just, let's just go. You know, I'm just happy to be out of the house, so. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, you missed a ringy last event.
0: <laughs> You're spaining.
1: We'll finish talking about your event, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, there were definitely times I went out and I don't know that I, we didn't encounter players, uh, or at least definitely not right away. And it was kind of like, you yeah, know, they going to come out here or what, you know? So it, as much as you can plan to do, he still has, I think, common LARP issues where like you can plan all you want, but the players might just hang out in the tavern. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know.
1: And that's always difficult too, because at some point it's like, okay, like this is a town now. And people just can't come barging into the town. There's guards and people on watchtowers. And you're like, how do I get these people out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And they actually had a gate. Like, they could close the gate, and they had a little window that someone could look through to pay the toll or whatever. I guess what I originally had brought up talking about was kind of the differences in, I don't know, attitudes, culture. And, yeah, there were just a lot of things I noticed that he did different that I kind of I picked up, like... Like not even from my experiences LARPing, but just kind of the general, I don't know, feel I get from larpers and larp's in general. You know, um, maybe it is just the crowds I've rolled with, but yeah, I didn't notice any of that. Um, they just seemed super positive about everything. You know, they were young and, you know, maybe they hopeful are young in their and life.
1: Ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> No, Life saying.
0: hasn't beaten them down yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Larps haven't beaten them down enough. Yeah. Uh, eh, eh, controversial? Controversial. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably that their age is probably definitely a factor, you know. that's their first larp and they're excited about it and he's constantly keeping things moving and probably trying to meet them at their level, you know what I mean? So Sure. And he has like he said before he has like a daughter, right? Yeah. When he got into it, that's kinda why he started it. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that plays a big factor and she gives him and plenty of feedback. Sure. So
0: And yeah, the combat was a lot different too. <laughs> well it's not is it latest touch there or no? No. Um <laughs> swing for the fences! <laughs> yeah, it kinda was. Um which I was Correct. not afraid for. <laughs> I am the old guy there. Like, oh no. <laughs> um, oh god, no. Well, uh, he said during our podcast, you know, he described it as medium combat or medium touch or something like that. Yeah, meaning like it's not lightest. You know, we're gonna swing kind of for real, but we do want to be safe. You know, don't don't hit people in the head, and if you're six five, don't tackle a four foot thirteen year old. You know, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Because there was a big dude there who was like twenty one or twenty two, and you know, he was probably like six three or something, and there was a five, nothing, thirteen-year-old boy that was pretty scrawny. Um, but he was he was able to you know fight and participate just as much. Again, I keep going referencing the old episode, so if you haven't heard that, check that out. Um, yeah, definitely. There were a lot of female gamers, and they, you know, they didn't hold back, and they, you know, they were definitely really good fighters. Uh, they had great costumes good role players and everything um and yeah one of the first times we were fighting i don't remember what i was playing but uh this girl had two swords and she was just like annihilating me like <laughs> she just beat the crap <laughs> out of me and i think she's been playing a long time like she's been there since the start but she had a back holster she had these two swords and whipped them out and I, I teach you how to, yeah. to our game. yeah i was like that was when Welcome i was like thunder doom oh. yeah i was like whoa <laughs> I got to step it up because I'm not even going to be a challenge for these kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was kind of be- weird.
0: Like, I think people sometimes fight a little bit like that at our game, but it's kind of looked down upon and I don't like it necessarily. Um, but when it was like, hey, that's kind of like, this is how we're going to play. I felt a little more comfortable with it and I definitely got hit and I got smacked in the head a couple of times. Um, my glasses went flying and stuff.
1: Nothing you couldn't recover from.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't anything terrible and and honestly you know i probably get hit that much at our larp too just by accident you know you go to duck and somebody doesn't anticipate it and they you know hit you in the face where your arm used to be and it was like they would jump and they would like jump at you sometimes for some th- times we were cast versus cast um so like we would play a faction that was helping their their settlement and so we were part of the combat too and they would be the raiders or the other faction that was kind of infiltrating And the one time, the dude just, like, jumped through this hole in the wall and, like, tackled two of us. (laughs) And it was kind of fun, like, if you're paying attention and you can anticipate it, it's all right. Um, But yeah, there was definitely some moments where it was, like, if you're not paying attention, you might get tackled or something. There's a lot of, like, theater into it, you know, like, almost even more than, I guess, regular LARPs for some reason. Again, because the combat's slightly heavier. It's still not, like, full-on crazy combat. But it's definitely heavier than we're used to, uh, so you can get a bit more physical. You can put on a bit of a more of a show, because there was this one time we were supposed to like introduce this Prince was showing up to town, and it was like, hey, he's pretty beefy, good fighter. He's got this awesome weapon or whatever. So we want him to take down these other two guys who they know are like these powerful enemies. they were like, don't hold back, like give him a show, <laughs> let them know like this guy can handle it and hold his own, and, like kind of prove his worth to the town, you know. It took a while to, like, get set up, because it was, like, everything's real tight. That was one thing. One challenge, was, like, since we were right behind the town, like, sneaking out to, like, set something, somebody coming up the hill or whatever was kind of hard. So you had to, like, there was, like, this patch, like, 10-yard patch where you had to, like, dash out, <laughs> or, like, cover <laughs> up So nobody saw you, like, trying to come around. And communication was a little hard. I guess they had walkie-talkies, but they weren't working. We were these two guys. We were called annihilators or decimators or something. And we were basically these, like, cybernetic ninja murderers or whatever (laughs) (laughs) and so we wanted this prince to fight them and so we had all this armor on and these big weapons um so that was kind of cool because then we like went at it and then levi ended up being like his like friend or something and he had a big axe too and we were all fighting in front of town and stuff it's kind of cool yeah he mentioned that uh you know again he knows you know, all of his players and some of them, you know, like to do the, like, uh stage fighting, basically. So a lot of the combat is uh much more physical and uh he knows, like, who he can throw around, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Get, to give a, a better show and game. And, yeah, again, I wasn't totally used to that, so I probably could have, like, choreographed stuff a little more because there was a moment where I wanted to, like, have that... um you know, like, two swords, like, uh, you know, like, you're get you trying to, like, push each other over, and you get, like, the swords crossed, or whatever. I wanted to do that with the prince, but I didn't, like, tell him, so he didn't know. He, like, hit it and just kept attacking me. I was like, oh, it would have been cool. We both had these things, like,
1: uh." Sounds fun.
0: (laughs) Just trying to remember what was totally different, and...
1: Well, Cyber Ninjas.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, the setting was different for me. I'd never played a post-apocalyptic and nerf guns and stuff, which I was just totally intimidated by and wimped out on.
1: <laughs> what, the nerf guns?
0: Yeah, I was like, uh, eh, I don't know how to load these things and shoot them, so I'm just not even gonna bother. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't talk about it on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I did get shot right in the head a couple of times. <laughs> there was somebody who's really good with the nerf gun. <laughs> nice. Unfortunately for him, I don't think that counted for anything extra. <laughs> should have been like, Ugh all yeah, right well that was one thing i kind of messed up on was there was one faction who are like um the strongest prevail and any sign of weakness is bad i'm used to like you know if you get hit role playing like ugh, getting hit and so the first time i went out as one of those guys in a, Rakuten, a soldier or whatever um they're supposed to be very like silent and stoic take the pain you know when I was fighting, I was, you know, making all the usual combat noises and getting hit or whatever. And I got back and they were like, yeah, by the way, they're not supposed to do that. Like, <laughs> if you <laughs> made noises like you were in pain, another Aractan would come over and kill you because you're weak. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I did not. They're like, no, it's fine. You didn't know. But again, that was like a hard adjustment. Like, And I still, like, after they told me, it was like hard to remember to, like, not roleplay that. Yeah. I would have been good because I forget to play that in our game all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. would have been the best. Yeah, right?
1: The best there ever was.
0: Yeah. No one's ever going to take me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one thing I actually wondered was if you guys would have enjoyed it or not.
1: I probably would have enjoyed the nerf aspect. I have an itching to play a, a LARP with nerf in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool to try out. Whether I messed it up or not. I mean, yeah, I guess I wondered if uh, you would have enjoyed the combat a little more, um, you know, playing a game you're not as familiar with. Maybe you guys would have studied the rulebook a little better than me, but... <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I know I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> I'd probably, if I was playing a character, I'd probably study whatever I was, like, trying to play. So, so I'd probably want to know, like, how the guns work and
0: do they go through shields and the set and the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some times I was like, uh, I'm not totally sure on the rules, but I'm just going to wing it as best as possible. Yeah. You know, it's it seemed like a fairly simple, uh, straightforward game. You know, so they don't call damage. It's just anything that hits is one point. And then there's some abilities that do different things. That's all you call, really. Um, which I thought that was kind of cool. It was kind of less to think about and have to say during combat.
1: Yeah, that definitely echoes the whole more theatrical style if you're not calling your yeah. own, if you're not calling damage you're just kind of like fighting it out. Yeah. Do you have like a certain amount of like hit points?
0: Yeah there's body points okay. and armor points. Okay. Yeah it sounds like armor is maybe not that easy to come by although I played a lot of characters that had armor. Oh so. well, aren't you special. <laughs> well I guess for um, Cass it was a little different. It was just more like you have a set hit points and it's whatever. So Anybody die? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, I meant to ask that. I did throw a sleigh, which does 20 damage at one kid because uh, we were playing a couple of like beefier raiders that had stolen part of their portal. And they said, you know, it was just three of us but we kind of wanted to, to go out a little bit uh, you know, drag out a little bit. Uh, and he was like, you know, here's some abilities, you know, someone if you want the fight to go a little longer. And he was like, you know, don't throw it at like a new player necessarily or, you know, if you think someone's a been here a while, and they could take it, you know, make him make him know this is kind of a semi-bigger fight or whatever. And so I did hit a kid, and he went down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I think he got it. I mean, he was definitely playing later or whatever, so.
1: Is death, like, permanent in that game?
0: No, they have, like, a chance. Uh, it was like a deck of cards thing. And actually, the yeah. one guy that was casting with me, he said that he had played one of the earlier games, uh, and he was maybe the first person to die or something, and... Out of a deck of 52 cards, there was, like, one black card that was permanent death, and he drew it. <laughs> nice. He's like, well, you're new if you want to reroll, blah, blah, or whatever. And he was like, oh, I think I'll cast. <laughs> <laughs> and he was going to college, so he knew he wasn't going to be around all the time. So he was a pretty cool guy. Uh, he was fun to play with. He was pretty tall, and so he could play these kind of intimidating guys. And he was good at getting into character and ad-libbing stuff to say to the players. Nice.
1: Yeah, it takes a lot of skill.
0: I remember our first LARP that we went to, their system was a bag of marbles that were mostly white, and it, but if you picked a black marble, then it was permanent death. I've been thinking of a death a lot more, I guess, since my character died. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that. And I remember we uh, were at one event where some high-level character pulled like a, a permadeath, and everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> like... <laughs> And I don't remember the end, end result. I know the next time I saw him, he was not dressed as his normal character, so he might have re-rolled. Dead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about um, your event
0: weekend. Me? Oh. Yeah. Our, Hours, uh, I
1: guess. Yeah, I was it. there, I think.
0: <laughs> I was actually going to say at one point that this event was maybe the first event that I felt like something was happening at all times. Like, there was never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ashton <laughs> doesn't
1: show up and we're like, time to pull out all the stops. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there were a couple things that uh, uh, affected that. Um, one of the big things was the treasure hunt we went on. Okay. Because that gave us puzzles we had to solve to... Uh, open the actual treasure chests and they took like four and a half hours like
1: <laughs> yeah those were crazy. Yeah. One of them was like what, like a pirate ship. Yeah. I actually had I didn't even see them before they went out. I just like saw them like put together and I was like, well <clears if> that was <throat> me, that wouldn't have got solved. <laughs> like I wouldn't <laughs> have been like I would have been like yeah,
0: okay. There were three that treasure chests <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got had- other stuff to do.
0: That's kind of how a lot of people felt. Uh, but there were three dedicated teams that like really wanted to solve these. And the first one was just a cube that was composed of smaller cubes that turned that you had to make like an actual cube. And then the second one, the the other two were 3D puzzles that were clear plastic. The first one was a treasure chest and the other one was a pirate ship. And the pirate ship was like, Bonanzas, like it was so hard. <laughs>
1: I heard there was like a piece missing for that too.
0: There was. That was pretty frustrating at one point.
1: Yeah, it was like bigger than palm size. It was about yeah, was about like six, uh, six by
0: yeah six by four or five maybe. Yeah. Um, not huge, but still, like, just yeah, sit was... and put these, you know, indistinguishable pieces together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And have the middle of a ship like have a piece missing like intentional or No, no nice at experience. all. Uh, um and I was getting so frustrated because I had tried every single piece on the table and none of them fit. Ugh. So then we just made a decision to go on without it, which was really hard because every piece was needed to balance the other pieces. So somehow we made it work. But yeah, everyone worked together It was man, I don't know how many people worked on that that last one, but I went off on we got the there was a mod to get the treasure map, and then we had to physically go around and find the treasure chest, which is super cool. Oh, neat. then we set up in the tavern and outside one outside the tavern uh with people trying to put them together and then I went off on two different mods while people were still doing these and there's time you know between and then i think it was probably right before feast that we they got it finished which was good timing and then everyone gave me all the treasure because i was kind of the hook for the the whole uh, mod and then i had to divide it divided up so i had i spent basically the rest of the time trying to divide up all the gold and materials one for you one for you one for you one for you the rest for me <laughs> so you yeah. sure have done Uh, Everyone everyone trusted me to do it And I actually wasn't able to Thanks for doing this for me
1: guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) See ya I wasn't able to break up all the gold I still owe owe a number of people gold Which is going to be my first priority next event Uh, Because I had two gold coins And no one had enough change to break them As soon as you lose man Yeah right And so uh, I tried to go to NPC once And like it was a bad time So hopefully I'm going to Get that, get silver to break that up, and then get.
1: Should um. be like when I died, somebody robbed me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Neptine wouldn't do that. And you're not playing the right character. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, never. Even I thought you to were a bar. <laughs> I'm a bard, not a rogue.
1: <laughs> bard, rogue—they're close, you know. And in hand. <sighs> Like I thought, this was like you were letting me keep this for all my performance. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) You still owe me, actually. No one's tipped me once. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, and that was the other thing. Um, Pepper showed up, and we started playing music, so we basically played music in between every mod, so, you know, I had something to do. And I know the town and the players and the characters well enough that, you know, I could strike up a conversation with anybody and not just sit around twiddling my thumbs.
1: Yeah. It was definitely, like... A pretty cool event you know everybody's supposed to be explorers at the game so the fact that like we went to the swamp which is like north of where the players kind of live um and sort of like stayed there for the majority of the event after like some point friday night we uh like everybody traveled there and then They did, like, a mod while they were, like, traveling. And then we, like, the people, staff members in the the inn, like, redecorated the entire inn before everybody got back.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, did a quick,
1: quick, like, scene
0: change. (laughs) And then everybody
1: came back and it was just like, whoa, wait, this isn't the same. That
0: was great. I did not see that coming. I don't know why. We obviously traveled somewhere else. (laughs) Well, that
1: was a crazy thing because not only did we do the scene change, but, like, T and Brittany, who are our lovely and wonderful, uh, kitchen curators. I'm going to start using that word now. Thanks. Eshin. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, they like quickly had to like, not only did they reorganize and, and set up the, the scene change for the inn, but they also changed costume as well. Yeah. Cause they were playing like, the version of them, but like in the swamp, as like uh, what we call the vermintherians or whatever. So they were,
0: yeah, their foils, basically. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so one of them was a skunk, and the other was a mouse. So that was kind of cool because we introduced yeah. like we introduced more of like that the the therian, the, the new world therians, so to speak, right. and then uh, players got to actually. They weren't where the Therians were, they were actually where the Wada are, which is the frog people. Which they had met one of them before, but so this was like their town. And they got to meet a meet a couple different of the the people from the, the town. So that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, when well, we were setting up before the event started, uh- Somebody, Josh or somebody on staff, said, "Oh, the park rangers said we uh, can't set up as much decorations because it's a fire hazard." In the back of my head, I'm like, "That doesn't make a lot of sense," but yeah, yeah I guess so. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was such a devious way to be like, "Don't set up too much, so we can like, you know." Right? It, like, I was, up. I was there, and I was like looking for stuff to do, so I was ready to set up and decorate and go crazy. And they're like, "No, that's good." <laughs> I mean, they still put out like most of the normal stuff, but um, then they, yeah, they took it all. Right. But like compared to the last time, Ashton and I went nuts and like we decorated that thing like every inch of the inn. We were putting up like vines and every tapestry and candle we had there. Yeah.
1: Actually, like because it rained half half of the event. It's like it was like rain and then not rain and then rain and then it finally stopped. But it was actually kind of cool, I thought, because, like, they're supposed to be at a swamp.
0: Right.
1: Everything was kind of like, like, you know, every step was like splash, splash, splash. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. And then, you know, the sudden downpours were
0: cool. Right. Um, I felt it didn't interrupt anything, really. Um,
1: No, it actually, like, it was was crazy because, like, the rain came, but it was, like, when there were lulls. Right, Like when we were setting up for something else or like the players were just coming back for something. So it was never like, especially like when the downpour happened, which was like torrential oh, yeah. <laughs> for like uh, a good 10 minutes.
0: During my NPC shift, I was sent out as a kind of a random mod that the players could or couldn't interact with. Or had a choice to interact with, basically. And
1: Crocodile
0: yeah I was this uh giant crocodile and it was just i was just there sunbathing basically and come up with they said they came up with a number of things that like random mods to put out and uh this was one of them because they had enough of the um for the one mod going on at that moment danny asked me how patient i was was <laughs> like oh i'm pretty patient <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're going to have you be a sunbathing crocodile, and you're just going to sit on the rock, and then (laughs) if players (laughs) interact with you, go with it. If not, you might just be sitting there for a while. (laughs) And that's basically what happened. Like, I just sat there, and they passed by. No one barely looked at me. And then when they came back, I got a little more glances. And they're like, "Eh, he's not bothered anyone. Let's just let him be. (laughs) (laughs) Danny was a little disappointed. She's like, all right, we're going to have you walk past town, so maybe that'll generate some interest so the rest of them went ahead and i kind of did a like a you know alligator waddle slither by and like then i actually interacted with some people and that was i actually thought of this when you were talking about doing mods for specific people like i knew there was a few people in town that would be interested in this crocodile and two of them didn't go on the mod (laughs) that passed by (laughs) And the one would just kind of looked at me and kept walking. So, uh. Put the fear in him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then actually, when I went back to PC, the alligator came back. Someone else was playing. Him. <laughs> I don't think he told me that part. Kind of a cool, like, uh, reoccurring character. We were going through this, some sort of water, getting attacked by piranhas or fish, and he was just there in the water. And I don't think anyone acted really interacted with him again because at that point uh someone had talked to him made an agreement to like you you leave us alone we'll leave you alone (laughs) yeah and he was like he he was a beefy character like he would yeah he would snap people in half like (laughs) (laughs) and i actually i don't know if i would have done this or not but i came up with like specific alligator abilities i could have (laughs) done like (laughs) gator wrestling like grab someone and mo- have a movement that they come with me and like pin them there. <laughs> 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 Snap the leg or maybe <laughs> Cuter pin. Yeah. Nice. Oh uh, yeah. So it was, it was a really good event and there were a lot of things going on that were very, not very, but pretty specific to my character. Um, I, you know, I got my title this past event, which is pretty cool. And then that, uh, treasure map, and then um Your death <laughs> My death Which was cool Because you know I kind That's of all personal back. right <laughs> Right yeah Um, yeah, It was a lesson learned Like do your job But don't do it too well Or the you know Main boss will Stomp your head
1: <laughs> You basically stopped him In his tracks From doing anything like
0: Yeah Because
1: really, what is it the, You got the ability uh, <laughs> Cacophony 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 yeah. Wow. yeah I always
0: say it that way but, yeah. um, Actually, I'm going to start Saying it that way <laughs>
1: And um, so it stops, like, all AoE attacks. Like, yeah, which are AOEs. Per-
0: yeah, pretty devastating.
1: Yeah. So he was just, like, stopping them from doing everything. And then I, I think Pete was playing that. like He was playing right. Flesh Golem. And then was just like, no, nah, you, you need to die. <laughs>
0: and I'm a dealer, so I'm a bit, of, a bit of a target anyway. Yeah, mm. that's true.
1: That same time, I got wrecked. <laughs> I was playing that NPC, this, like, Mushroom Archer. And they were like, oh, he's really fast. And he runs around. And I was like, all oh, ready for it. And they were just like, as soon as they got up to me, we were fighting a little bit. And I was just running around and diving into the ground, like acting like I'm digging through the ground. And then I go to jump down into the ground again. And somebody hits me with like, um, the well, their star sign ability where it's like no escape and it breaks both your legs. <laughs> oh, jeez! Nice. At one point, like I think I, I got blinded them all. And then I crawled into the ground and like I just stayed like in the ground like right where they are like kind of thinking like well you know RP wise if you got like if they dig me out I'm gonna let them dig me out but nobody did they just kind of like ignored me and then like I was like you don't hear any movement you know and then I'm like sewing my legs back together <laughs> or whatever because I'm I'm like a plant you know I'm just like waiting for them to grow
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I regrow both of my legs and then I fight them for a little bit longer. And then, at one point, I jump into the ground. And as soon as I jump into the ground, at, like, almost the exact same moment I made my call, another player hit me with no escape. I broke <laughs> both my legs as I jumped into the ground. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, my legs are broken, but I'm underground. Like, <laughs> and I just sat there. Like, I couldn't do anything. Like, I couldn't get out or whatever. And they still did, they didn't They like, did dig me up. But, like, when I finally, like, dragged up or whatever, they, um yeah, they just, it was man they were like it was like the shutdown crew and they they shut me down like i couldn't do anything like if i would have done anything it would have been like too cheesy like they knew what they were doing and they had a plan and it was like well executed which is a really cool thing to see cuz uh, the mod basically split, split the town up into uh into three main groups fighting and doing different things like uh evan's crew was like taking out the the flesh golem and then the crew that fought me was, like, trying to pin me down because, like, I had the ability, like, to run around the entire mod site, which I didn't do at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just got, like, pinned in place and broken legs and whatnot. And then um, the other one was, like, up where, like, the chief dinner of of the Dread car, which is, like, they steal, like, body parts and they, like, sew them to, their, to themselves so they can, like, live forever kind of thing.
0: Like blood ritualists?
1: Yeah. A blood ritualist.
0: And these are all going on at the same time, in the same area? Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. I like that. Uh, The last thing that was kind of nice for my character was there was a um, draconic uh, sigil that was discovered. So it's like ancient dragon writing, and my character is a a Worm King, which is a dragon person. That's pretty interesting for my character. So yeah, thanks for writing a a weekend for me. Yeah, and then I did die during that fight, and then when I came back, kind of came back a hero, which is nice.
1: Also came back in a bucket.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, the golem smashed me into goo, so they scooped me into a bucket, which I emerged from when I came back. Nice. So what's going to happen next event,
1: Well, now that you mention it, (laughs) a lot of stuff.
0: I saw I believe Tiffany posted. There's going to be a splatter mod this time. Yeah, we're
1: going to do a mod. There's going to be not like similar to the one we did where like there's like teams, but this one's more oriented towards like people who don't mind getting you know like splattered and like you know mod, and then the people who do. Hmm. So there'll be like two separate things going on for both of them to do. But it's something we've wanted to do for a while. And it's like the summer, so you know, gotta cool off. It's finally getting hot out there.
0: <laughs> you don't have to answer this if it gives away too much, but does that mean just getting wet or getting some something else on you? Uh, I don't know what that would be.
1: I don't know. Honestly. It's not my problem.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> no, it's like not that we like I, don't like we we talk about rules and we talk about um plot to a degree but like sometimes like um we we are kind of doing our own things just because like the time frame of like three weeks to like prep for another event we like say like oh i'm gonna do x thing and like to continue like such and such plot line and i'm gonna do y thing because i'm gonna continue my plot line over here and this and the other so we we do talk about it and stuff like that but like we're not all in each other's business all the time sometimes Sure. (laughs) sure we, you know, I think we try and allow our, each other to have like uh, artistic freedom to do like things that we want to do. So, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I could say. Or what I get in trouble for?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a joke. But <laughs> I actually, when I saw that, I thought I have like an, an entirely old costume that I could wear, yeah. but I would only wear it for that one mod. I don't know if it'd be worth it. <laughs>
1: Like I don't think it's going to be stuff that actually like stains clothes it's just like I think it would be more I think it would be more is like it's washable so mm. if your clothing can be washed like chances are you should be fine.
0: Let me ask this why do something like this? Plot. <laughs> okay. Like it's a good way to convey something that's happening. Yeah. It's not just Absolutely. oh we want to do this fun <laughs> thing that we think will be fun which is a fine reason. I'm just curious.
1: No, there's definitely like, it's definitely something fun that we wanted to do for a while. And, but it also really just like melds. Well, I think with somebody had an idea for something and it just like fits really well with like the thing that they're doing. So
0: no spoilers. (laughs) That's cool. I just always curious of motivation. There probably
1: will be like, uh, they call it a prologue, right? Mm hmm. So, Mm -hmm. uh, There'll probably be a prologue that explains like, kind of like what's going on at the beginning of the event. So we're going to do something special.
0: Gallagher's time into town?
1: Yeah, but I mean like the theme of this year is, is exploration and I think we've I don't think that's like any it's not a secret you know, like the players live in the town and they've explored the area around them. There's still more area around them to be explored like on the hex map to unlock those like areas close by, but we also want to take players to the rest of the continent and meet like new people and discover new things and figure out what's going on like across the continent. So yeah, find out next time.
0: (laughs) Anything else you wanted to say about that event or ask me about Runes of Destiny?
1: Ashton, you better show up. (laughs)
0: I'm planning to come. Planning. Is there anything, let's say if you could bring one thing from Rooney Destiny to Frontier Dawn, what What do you think you'd do? Oh, man. <laughs> all the players. Heresy.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, that would be awesome if the players. You know, sound like uh, a really good group of people, you know? Well, so there's one thing. It, so it's... It's, not like, it's not like bringing the players and their money. You know, it's, it's all the <laughs> I hope it didn't sound like that. I, uh, did I wonder, didn't. think uh, about it until
0: you said it. <laughs> I did wonder, like, if any of these, uh, if anyone playing that game would like to play Frontier Dawn or what that would be like for them. You know, to experience a, a game and a different group of people, and... and then we can interview them on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a lot of them would like it. Um, it would be different. I mean, any game. It's nice to have fresh blood or whatever, you know? What about the opposite? you think, uh, ruins of destiny could, well, actually the one thing I was going to say even before that question was one observation I had, not even really a criticism, but one thing I noticed was he had very specific things for certain mobs. You know, there's nothing wrong with this of like some face makeup and a tabard and that's a mob, you know what I mean? Like that's always been kind of my experience as your, your typical mob. at a LARP Uh, and and there was almost no mob like that like every you know faction and unit in that faction of several factions and several units had a very specific costume and look to them you know so he had a ton of props and costume and armor and weapons at the disposal of the cast which was pretty cool Uh, so that might be one thing I'd bring um, that allowed them to kind of make every everything they encountered different you know like you could and and since things were close you could run back and change and respawn as the same thing but be different you know so you could be a, if you were respawning as a raider and you died you wouldn't have the same outfit on you could run back change put on a different jacket grab a different weapon you know that was kind of cool um but again that'd be hard to facilitate at other places although it did seem to kind of like not get in the way but it was interesting that like that was so i don't know um Not important, but that was something that was, he really took time to make sure they had the right helmet and the right armor and stuff like that. And since it was kind of chaotic with the weather and a lot of things going on, sometimes it was hard to find the right thing or whatever. Uh, And and to me, it was like, is that really worth the effort? Um, Like, it's definitely a nice thing and it's awesome. But at the end of the day, you know, I guess I'm just used to using my imagination when I'm out there fighting, you know. Joe or Jake or whoever uh, in a different tabard or whatever. And so that's
1: that's probably hard to facilitate in general. Just like that's probably, you know, they've been running for a while. So,
0: yeah, I was going to say that's probably the biggest difference is, you know, Frontier Dawn's been running less than two years and this has been around six or seven. So that's got to make some obvious differences. you're,
1: you're, You're referencing like human NPCs, which is probably a little. Yeah, that's true easier to do to a degree. And I know like he said when he was like on the podcast or whatever, he spent like it's like he's spending his own money. And he's like getting himself <laughs> into like like it's not profitable, but like yeah. he loves to do it, which is which is awesome. It's such an amazing thing, you know, to be able to to do and be okay with, you know, putting the money out there and not necessarily seeing a return right away. Sure. Just investing in it continually. It's sure. something that we, as a nonprofit, profit we don't have the freedom. Right. Yeah, you know, people donate stuff, yeah, like it works out. But...
0: Right, and it does force you to get more creative and work a little harder to yeah, accomplish the same thing with a smaller budget or less resources or whatever.
1: Cool. That's a wrap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think any more of that question Evan asked. On both sides, anything I would bring over or tell them... Maybe they should reconsider. I would say, like, any comment I'd make for his game, like, take it with a grain of salt, because I don't think there's anything... Like, he's not doing anything wrong. Like, what he's doing is working, and as long as everybody seemed real happy and he enjoyed it and wasn't causing him too much stress, just keep doing what he's doing, you know?
1: As long as everybody's having a great time, like, you know, it's it, it's his own
0: unique game, so why you know... Mm-hmm. And I guess that's, you know, where I start to see, like, what's well, what's the difference between Frontier Dawn and Written to Destiny, or really... Rins of destiny in any larp you know in sort of a general sense you know because i use that word curated because um, he kind of has an area that he's in that doesn't have a lot of other larps and it seemed like a lot of the players knew each other whereas like frontier dawn or that area or something like nero you know they just kind of broadly advertise anyone in the area and anyone can show up so it's a bit more potluck or whatever you know or yeah. grab bag you don't know what you're going to get Makes it sometimes a little harder to prepare, or you don't know what you're going to get, or how people are going to react until you get to know them a little better, or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think that also has to do with like the area around here, you know, PA, New Jersey, New York, Delaware area, is that there's there's a lot of LARPs and a lot of people who LARP, <laughs> and somebody knows somebody, but you know, it's like telephone down the line of like, sure, hey, I just went to this LARP, you know, I think you should come out. And, you know, they show up and maybe they stick around. Maybe they just try it one game and then and then leave or they do stick around. They tell another friend who's like doesn't know this group of people, et cetera, et cetera. So,
0: yeah, I feel yeah. we have a lot of that at printer down, yeah. which is great.
1: I think it's also like, you know, we're in PA, which is a kind of like central location for for LARPs. And there's, I think, at least seven that I can think of off the top of my head that run. Oh, wow. NPA, um, or close enough, you know, within an hour or two, you know, so so it's a popular hopping area for LARPing.
0: All right, well, thanks for chatting with me, guys. I know I was sort of talking to you a little bit about the differences and, you know, it was just my one time going and, um, I only had my own perspective and it was kind of cool to see something new and that's like always exciting you know definitely i think we should do
1: more of these i think
0: uh yeah i was just gonna say that we
1: should send one of us out to another larp and either with or accompanying some of us and mm-hmm. check it out and just talk about our experiences definitely definitely we definitely try to keep it positive though
0: you know yeah
1: really is different and unique in its own way so
0: right yeah my question wasn't saying like oh they should do it more arg way like just
1: no no yeah there's there's things i mean there's things you like and things you don't like i think we you know it, it that's like personal opinion kind of stuff too like it's not saying that it's bad or whatever it's just some things you like and some things you don't
0: sure and that's a funny thing about anything almost but you know in this case larping that now there's so many options that you can try to find your preferences you know it does get hard if you're in an area that doesn't have a lot of options. Um, you know, we're only familiar with this part of the country and this part of America. But it is nicer to be able to research a little more. And if you're willing to travel, which obviously I am <laughs> to some degree, uh, a little easier to maybe try a couple of different things. and Or search around like he did, like Levi did. <laughs> so yeah, if you're listening and you have a LARP and want us to come out and try... <laughs> Hit us up on our Facebook page, 321 Leon Podcast. Our website is the same, 321LeonPodcast.com. We still want to find someone who's never LARPed uh, as of this recording. Uh, we might have a potential friend of a staff member at Frontier Dawn, but we, we'll we probably do a few of them, you know. it um, be cool to have a regular segment of exposing LARP to new people and seeing how they uh, take it, <laughs> as it were.
1: The action podcast.
0: Yeah. We got a lot of things going on behind the scenes of Next Level Nerd. Movie podcasts, going strong. Uh, keep checking them out. Next Level Nerd movie podcast. Uh, we just uploaded the Terminator Salvation. will probably be up when this episode's up. We got the Westworld... It's not the Westworld podcast, but the Serial podcast with Joe and Justin and Felicia, right?
1: And Sugar Frosted Serial still making its way through the... Uh the chaotic world of
0: westworld yeah <laughs> they'll be recording in a little bit right yeah so check them out uh sugar frosted cereal part of next level nerd and the inaugural <laughs> episode of our gaming podcast was recorded name possibly pending but uh <laughs> for into video gaming uh just check out next level and you'll see that when it pops up that's kind of a looser format so we'll see where that ends up taking us but we'd like to maybe stream some stuff too if we can find a game we can all play and have time to play um, but we're ever growing and ever moving forward with nerdy podcasts
1: nerd for life
0: yeah Alrighty well thank you very much for listening be sure to like subscribe give us a review on itunes if you don't mind and you like it follow us on facebook and keep on listening let us know what you think Message on Facebook's probably the best way. So uh thanks again. I'm Ashton.
1: I'm Joe.
0: And I'm Evan. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. Old. <laughs> old. Old. Ooh, it's an old joke.
1: Clarify.
0: <laughs> Clarify the show oh. has ended. <laughs> Which game was it? (laughs) Game
1: (laughs) end! Did you just start doing that? Game over, yeah! (laughs)